I'm Tommy Salmons. This is Year Zero. John McCain is jealous today. No, Donald Trump did not bomb Tehran. But last night around 9 o'clock, um, I read an AP story that verified that Soleimani, Qasem, I think it's Qasem Soleimani, the general of the Quds, Quds Force in Iran, the Iranian special forces, the forces that Donald Trump had declared a terrorist organization, which was the first time in history that I know of that anybody declared um, a legitimate nation's military a terrorist organization, even though no military in the world is following a policy more terroristic than the United States military. And unfortunately, I find myself in a position where I am walking a tightrope between despising the policy and sympathizing with the military men and women. And it makes it very hard when I know these military men and women are obeying terroristic style policies. So from a more measured perspective than my last podcast, because I got a little heated, I was a little irritated by the way people um, are constantly appealing to authority and just rejecting the ideas of autonomy or liberty in favor of authority. And um, it's this disease that we just can't seem to immunize. But I want to look at what this death, this bombing, this droning of Soleimani at the Baghdad airport actually means. Now, all the news is focused on Soleimani 
Um, for good reason, he's a he was a bad guy. <laughs> Apparently, um, at least it's been reported over the years that he's been involved in insurgent actions in Syria and Iraq on several occasions, even though he was um, in the employ of the Iranian Quds force. He's credited with leading insurgents to kill over a hundred American soldiers. And again, I ask, what do you expect? If Saudi Arabia or Russia were militarily occupying the United States or portions of the United States, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, even New York, you would expect that the citizenry for militias to fight the occupying force. You would not expect them to sit back and allow this occupying force to determine the governance of the nation or of the region. And this is what Iraq has been dealing with. Now, the group, the militia, the PMU, and there's several PMUs in Iraq, and this is this is where your media fails you the most is they they think you're stupid and they think that you're too stupid to wrap your head around these things and maybe it's because they're too stupid to wrap their heads around these things but what had happened in Iraq was in 2005 the Bush administration assisted a Shia regime to come into power in Iraq. This is what pissed Saudi Arabia off so much. This is when Scott Horton's pointed this out on my show several times. This is when the prince of Saudi Arabia said, you handed Iraq to Iran on a silver platter. This is what he was talking about. Because the Shia, it's assumed that if the, if there is a Shia regime in power anywhere in the Middle East, they are just a proxy of Iran. But Bush's logic was that 
if we prop up the Shia regime and we assist the Shia regime in governance and policing the region, fighting ISIS with this Shia regime, we will then show the Iranian people that the United States is not their enemy. And they will stop blaming the U.S. for the sanctions on Iran. They will begin to blame their own government for the sanctions on Iran. And they will overthrow the Iranian government. And the U.S. can move in and install a puppet regime. It's the same reason they lay the sanctions down. It was just a further play because the sanctions were not working to accomplish what the United States wanted to accomplish in Iran. Anyway, since 2005, the United States has had military fighting alongside the Shia and all these militias that make up the Iraqi military, these PMUs that make up the Iraqi military, and these are legitimate forces within the, na- within the country of Iraq. These forces are recognized legitimately as security force and military force fighting ISIS, doing most of the heavy lifting against ISIS in Iraq. And the United States was fighting alongside them, funding them, and arming them. Then there was an incident a few weeks back in which some American contractors were were killed. The the United States was pointing the finger at um, some of these militia groups. One in particular, um, it's like Kubai or Kubai Hezbollah or something like that. I, I'm not familiar with how to pronounce it. Um, anyway, so they were pointing the finger at them, saying, "Well, this was." what this was their doing and the Iraqi government said no 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 it wasn't them they had nothing to do with this and the United States military and the United States government requested permission to take action against this PMU this militia the Iraqi government Refused. They said, no, you're not going to do that. These are our best fighters. They have been the most loyal to defeating ISIS and in all terrorist groups in Iraq. And they are a legitimate fighting force for the country of Iraq. We're not going to give you the green light. Well, the United States went through with bombing 
their bases anyway. Like one or two, I think it was two bases. It might have just been one, but I thought it was two. <coughs> and went through with bombing this this militia's base anyway. Killing 25 of its fighters. So this is what kicked off the protests at the embassy. The Iraqi government and these militias formed protests to show up at the embassy and protest the United States bombing these military facilities. Trump turned around immediately and said, well, these are Shia, so they must be in, the, in bed with Iran, just like the Houthis in Yemen must be in bed with Iran. And he began to level threats at Iran. Iran was like, well, we had nothing to do with it. You have no way of proving that we did, and we reject and deny any involvement whatsoever. Soleimani was coming into the country. I guess the U.S. had good intelligence for the first time in who knows how long and knew he was coming in and as he got in a car with some of the members of the militia and I think it was one Lebanese government official with them or military official with them, the United States bombed his car just outside of the Baghdad airport. This would be the equivalent of someone bombing a car leaving the Atlanta airport. This is a big airport. This is this is um, a city area and uh, a very well-populated airport and very often used airport. When I first heard of the bombing, I was concerned with citizen casualties because it had sounded like they had actually bombed the airport itself. But they had waited for the car to leave and they had they had dropped um, ammunition on the vehicle. Um, there were body parts laying around to be identified, all that such stuff. And so now as horrible as this act is because it was done in such a way that is increasingly agitating to Iran. Um, especially after the abandonment of the JCPOA, the Iranian nuclear deal, 
otherwise called. And then the further sanctions that have been put on Iran by the Trump administration. So this is just further agitation with Iran. Now, there are people going around saying this is going this is going to lead to World War Three because Iran is in bed with Russia and they have ties with China and this, that, and the other. I don't believe that. Um, I don't think that's what you're going to end up seeing. <clears throat> I think what is going to end up happening is you are going to see Iran begin to take more guerrilla action towards U.S. Um, in the form of more tankers being bombed. Um, you're going to get a lot of unconventional warfare coming from Iran. Lots of attacks um, on military facilities, probably in the form of suicide bombers. And uh, you're, but I don't think, number one, I don't think you're going to see large military action and invasion of Iran. And I don't believe that Iran is going to officially deploy military outside of the country to Iraq to fight U.S. I think that Iran is going to continue with small-scale attacks that work symbolically in order to bolster the confidence within Iran and uh, the U.S. is going to further ensnare itself into the Middle East with the deployment of more troops and probably the arming and funding of more terrorist organizations like Al-Qaeda. in order to fight these unconventional tactics that Iran will deploy onto U.S. personnel and U.S. Um, entities in the Middle East. So don't be surprised if you start hearing of more oil tankers being destroyed, hijacked, pirated, more um, oil fields being burnt and bombed, military bases, embassies, and more of those types of actions. The 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 idea that is floating around that this embassy 
protest in Iraq was similar to Benghazi is completely bogus. It wasn't near as violent. It wasn't near as dangerous. They were, um, I think it was more symbolic. It, it gave, it was more to give those opposing the U.S. occupation of Iraq. It, 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 it was there to serve as propaganda to increase their, uh, the levels of recruitment. I don't know, given the way that the situation played out, I don't know how, how much actual material they have that's usable for those purposes, but I don't believe, I, I think calling it Benghazi is way overblown. And I think whether you're a conservative or a Democrat uh, or a liberal, whatever, progressive, and you want to compare the protests at the embassy in Iraq to those in Benghazi, I think you're overblowing the situation in Iraq um, at the embassy and what actually occurred. It was, I, it, it just didn't rise to the same levels. And I think it had much less to do with Trump deploying military to the embassy to to aid and relief relieve those that were holding security there. I think it had much more to do with the purpose of the protest. Um, otherwise, I don't see a full scale war coming out of uh, Soleimani being killed. I see a lot of bluster, a lot of talking, a lot of posturing, and a lot of unconventional attacks that's going to kill um, contractors, military men and women, and all because anything that any Shia organization or militia is involved in is automatically attributed to Iran, which I think is ridiculous. That's, I mean, those, when those black Hebrew Israelites shot up the streets in New Jersey, was it Jersey City, I think it was? Nobody blamed Israel. You know, <laughs> like, just because you have, you know, this belief system within you doesn't mean that you're representing some bigger entity that holds the exact same belief system. If Westboro Baptist Church goes and sets fire to a bunch of abortion facilities, you're not going to blame like the Vatican or, you know, some second Baptist church out of Houston or Joel Osteen, you know, it, it's, that's just ridiculous. So, the whereas there may there there are obvious 
relations between the Iraqi government and the Iranian government since 2005 when the Shia regimes took over in Iraq, thanks to George Bush. I don't, I have yet to see any evidence that Iran is pulling the strings of the Iraqi government. I just see it as they have a neighbor they can now negotiate and communicate with, unlike before when Saddam was in power. So this, as poor as these decisions are, are being made in, in the Middle East and as, as fucked up as the entire policy is in the Middle East, I would discourage everybody from overblowing the potential of where this leads. Um, I don't foresee the United States making an attempt to invade Iran. And it wouldn't serve Iran to deploy troops on a large scale to, to Iraq. Their, their best strategy is to continue with the unconventional warfare and to have like plausible deniability to be able to say, oh, well, you know, I'm not sad it happened to you, but we didn't do it. We didn't have anything to do with that. I didn't deploy these guys. I didn't give that order. And I'm curious as to the type of person that we see rise up in Iran in place of Soleimani. It would shock me if the next guy isn't more brutal and more murderous than Soleimani ever was. So that's that's kind of where my mind is on this whole situation. I think there's reason to be upset that this happened but I do not think there is reason to overreact and pretend like this is the end of the world and the beginning of a third world war um, other than that I don't, I don't think uh, there's anything else I want to say about it. I am just going to keep driving in the rain on my way to Mississippi. And uh, don't forget to go check out BossBrosDiamonds.com for all your dabbing needs. Your, when you live that dabbing lifestyle, you need the gear, man. You need the hoodies. You need the shirts. You need the, you need the pipes. 
Go to BossBrosDiamonds.com. Check it out. And uh, check out the LibertarianInstitute.org. There's still a lot going on there. There's still a fundraiser happening. Um, there's been the offer to match up to $20,000 in donations. That expires next Tuesday. And uh, Antiwar.com. That's where I get all my foreign policy news from antiwar.com Jason Ditz is awesome that's the guy to read right there so nothing from nothing that's all I got and I will talk to y'all later I'm Tommy Salmons late <laughs>